Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Jason Batalden, the uh, Assistant Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. And uh, welcome to our see- season three. We're in season three, Paul. We're in season three of our season podcast. Season three. Wow. <laughs> Jim, uh, everyone, I'll introduce our guest here shortly. But Jim, I just want to tip you off something. We are as shocked as anyone that we have three, we're starting our third season of this podcast. Um, I think we're pretty excited that this is, uh, that we have it. Uh, we, we had a wonderful first two seasons uh, and now we're kicking off our season three. So this is pretty good. So, yeah. so Paul, just real yes. quick, we're, uh, we're back together. Gary hasn't kicked us off. He hasn't, no, 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 still no. Hosts I... thing together. I'm, I'm waiting for the day Gary says, hey, just too many resources to do that anymore. <laughs> no, he would never do that. <laughs> or that he, I'm surprised he lets us do it together. I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he hasn't separated us, you know. Yes. My, my third grade teacher used to se- separate me, you know, so she could control me better in class. I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. <laughs> hey, Jim, before we go yeah. much farther, I've got to, before I let, uh, before we introduce you to our wonderful audience, and uh, by now I think our audience is more than just my mom, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> we do have to say the official word, and that official word is welcome. And when we say welcome, Jim, what that means is the 20 minute timer started. So, uh, Jim Anglesey, um, I wrote it down here. He's, you are the Assistant City Planner and the Historic Preservation committee liaison and please introduce yourself to uh, the sweet talk audience yeah like you said i'm city planner historic preservation liaison um i have a a passion for historic preservation and and city design uh have a degree in urban planning and landscape architecture and and so i'm really interested in in how cities are designed and and uh historic preservation is a big part of that um, in, in that design. How long you've been at this position with the city? Uh, since the beginning of this year. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm, I'm newbie. <laughs> new job, new pandemic, right? You that's right. Uh, or when we say this year, we've got a 2020, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you started in January, 2020, right? Up. Yep. So how has that, how has that been working for you? New job. And then what had to find a way to work from home with about the third month on the job or what? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been interesting for sure. Uh, we were at home for a couple months, March, April, um, and then we've been back in the office since, um, making sure the city runs smoothly. Right. So, uh, but it's been been interesting uh, to say the least. So, cool. Jim, um, on your position, um, since I don't know, what do you do? 
So uh, my position as assistant planner, um, I, uh, like all other planners, I re review any land use um, issues, uh, zoning, zoning questions, um, or like special conditional use permits, um, things like that. Um, I'm also over um, uh, reviewing sign applications. So when somebody wants to apply for a sign, you do that. Um, a lot of the administrative um, scheduling meetings, um, but um, the most important thing in, is uh, historic preservation. I, I really like that part of my job. Um, um, Cause like I said, it, it's, it's an important piece of Pocatello and, and uh, part of our, our culture and identity. Um, and it's a, it's a subject that I'm, I'm greatly interested in. Um, and so as that, as historic preservation liaison, um, I, I help the historic preservation commission um, in reviewing applications for our downtown historic district for people that, you know, may want to alter or add um, new buildings in the downtown. Um, we, we review those. Um, and then we, we promote historic preservation throughout the city, um, um, such as uh, the Brady Chapel or any residential historic districts that, that uh, neighbors, neighborhoods want to, want to um, include sure. in their neighborhoods. It's probably very clear to those people who've lived in Pocatello for quite a while that, um, you know, there are a lot of historic properties and buildings in the area of Pocatello. Um, which is, but maybe for someone who isn't too familiar with the area, might be surprised to learn um, the the significant properties that are in our in the community that are under historic protection. Yeah, and uh, Pocatello has one of the oldest housing stocks in in the state, uh, which is which is pretty interesting too. Okay, so. sorry, so housing stocks. Housing stock. So so. Okay. The, yeah. That the amount of housing that we have is, is one of the oldest in the state. So. Oh, okay. Right on. So how much of, is there, like, can, is there a way, how do you measure? Okay. I'll just ask the dumb question. How many historic properties do we have in Pocatello? <laughs> I, I mean, five, well, six hundred, or, I mean, is there too much to count? I mean, and I don't mean to yeah. put you on the spot, but that's why it was such a bad question. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what, yeah. what are we looking at when you're looking at a community our size? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a number per se um, off the top of my head, but I mean, we've got the downtown historic district. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, a good amount of the ISU buildings are, are yep. older and historic. Um, and then we have uh, about five historic neighborhood districts, um, most of them surrounding ISU in the downtown. Jim, uh, what defines a historic property? That's a good question. <laughs> that, that's a really good question. Um, so the way the way that we that we define historic, um, it goes through a whole process, um, which um, includes. Uh, what we call the National Registry for Historic 
uh, structures and, and neighborhoods. So this national registry, we, uh, we hire, I guess this is the process. We hire consultants uh, to come that, have, that are professionally trained to uh, inspect properties and determine based off a of criteria that they have um, if it's historic or not, or if it has any historic significance. And so that question may be answered better by a historic preservation professional <laughs> that we hire to do these surveys. Um, Cause they, they have like a whole criteria of, of historic preservation if it qualifies to be historic. And so when they, when they do their, their survey, they give us back a report that says, this is historic because, and then they list out their reasoning. Um, and we, uh, we typically uh, take their, their um, recommendations and uh, go through, you know, go through the process of, of uh, registering these properties as nationally recognized historic structures and properties. Now, who generally, um, I guess, applies for the historic de designation? Is it the homeowner? Is it typically organizations? Or um, is it the city or, uh, itself will go looking for these prop type of, to define these new historic buildings? Yeah, so um, it it's kind of starts with the Historic Preservation Commission. Um, we're tasked and we, we do it in coordination with the state historic preservation office um, in in finding neighborhoods, structures, um, districts that that uh, that we're interested in seeing if it has historic value. Um, and so, you know, back in in the '80s when they designated downtown as historic, um, they would have gone. The commission would have said, you know, this place. Is important to us. We want to see if it has any historic value. Uh, so the survey is done, and the report comes back saying these properties specifically are are historic. Um, once we get that report, we go we go to the public and say, you know, we have documentation that this is potentially historic, and and then we go from there to see if if the property owner um, wants that designation or not. Um, and, and so it, you know, it starts with us, but, we, but once we get that report, um, we, we do outreach to the public to see if, that's, if, if they want that designation. So I suppose that kind of, I, I imagine as the liaison, right? As the assistant city planner and as the liaison, there's sort of this kind of balance between development and historic, right? I mean, or is that just a, is that a false perception in my head? Um, but is, is that kind of the struggle, right? If, if we want to turn, we need this city block to, to, to build a new, I don't know, Starbucks, heaven forbid, um, you know, what, what does that look like? And what does that go? So this development sort of historic um, property kind of conflict, do you, does that that's just a, a figment of my imagination or does that really happen? No, it, it's, it's a struggle. And um, like it, so um, I guess one thing I did that may, that may help this uh, conversation is that there's a difference between 
um, nationally recognized, nationally registered historic and locally protected historic. Okay. Now in Pocatello, um, we have one locally protected district and that's the downtown. Um, all these, all the other districts like within the neighborhoods um, are nationally recognized, uh, but the downtown currently is the only district that is locally protected. And so what that means is that the city um, and specifically the Historic Preservation Commission, um, when it comes to property owners um, and kind of regulating what they, what they can and cannot do with their property, um, it really comes down historic preservation wise to the historic downtown district. Um, and so speaking of development and, and uh, remodeling of properties, uh, the Historic Preservation Commission reviews the properties in the downtown historic district for any alteration that may occur. And that, that includes new development um, in that historic district. And so they'll review any of that. And we have a book of, uh, well, not a book, but a, a handout of, stand, of standards that we look at um, so that it fits in with, with the neighborhood. Um, and so uh, I guess from that perspective, um, that, that's kind of the, the give and take and historic preservation and you know, keep restoring and keeping and preserving history versus new development. Um, we, we, we try our best not to you know, regulate it to the point that we don't encourage new development, but we wanna protect what we have uh, you know, because you know, those, those buildings, those places are, are part of the identity of Pocatello. They've been here for a lot longer than we have, <laughs> most of us. Right. <laughs> And so, you know, they're just as much part of the community as, as we all are too. Right, you know, go ahead. Did you have a question, Paul? Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, uh, I'm from New England. And uh, I, was have, think, I was thinking uh, along the same line, Paul. If, if, like, you, yeah. if, you, if you want to talk about historic preservations, historic buildings, uh, you, you know, throw a rock, you're going to hit one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, in New England, you know, once, uh, property has been designated historic. Um, they have lots of restrictions about what you cannot do to that property after it's been labeled historic. Also um, in New England, there are some uh, um, uh, loans out there for historic property owners that are you know low interest loans so that they can renovate uh, a building without changing certain things you know at a, at a low interest rate and i didn't know if that was similar in idaho or not yeah it's it's different um we don't we don't have um those type of options um for the most part uh there there are like um federally funded uh programs for for redevelopment and um historic properties um low-income properties um I don't deal with that really at all um, in Pocatello. Um, and from what I understand, those programs are, are directed at a local level and they make the decisions on, on how to spend that, that federally funded money. Um, and from my knowledge that, that hasn't uh, been 
a priority, at least for historic uh, properties. So you mentioned earlier on in this podcast, you said that uh, you enjoy this part of your job, the historic preservation. Yeah. Why? I'm curious. What <laughs> What about that um, do you find? So, and, and I don't mean that facetiously. I'm curious. What, what, mm -hmm. what, what, why do you enjoy it? Oh, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I enjoy history and that helps a lot. Um, but I've always had a, an appreciation and a, uh, love for, uh, turn of the century classic architecture, um, as opposed to like modern architecture. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and, and having a design degree too kind of helps too, you know, sure. the, 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 de the level of detail these historic buildings have versus more, a more modern building. You can tell that they put a lot of effort and work a, in, into the design of these buildings. Um, and that's something that I admire, I guess. <laughs> and, no, I, I, I asked because uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out uh, my wife because uh, she loves those shows, especially those shows on BBC about people who are restoring these, I mean, ancient properties, right? 1500s, mm -hmm. 1400s, and to turn them into livable. And I'm like, I don't get it. So I don't know, maybe, the, you know, I don't know, it might be the same thing. Maybe, maybe she has an appreciation for uh, the detail maybe that I don't quite understand. So, yeah. Um, but that's kind of fun. I mean, I guess with that, that sort of um, appreciation, um, you kind of went looking for this line of work or so my, here's, so you came in as the assistant city planner, but I mean, did you really say yes to the job to work with the historic preservation commission or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that way? That, that was just a plus of the job for sure. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, I, so I went away to school actually, I, I, I went, Oh, you're school. a home, you're a homegrown product, are you? Yeah, I born and raised in Pocatello. Wow, uh, right on. And then went away for went to school and going to school, I, I gained a new appreciation of Pocatello. <laughs> oh, um, Where did you go to school? I went to school. Um, my undergrad was at the University of Utah. Okay. And, and my graduate degree was from Utah State University. Okay. So not too far away, but away nonetheless. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so um, gaining that new level of appreciation of Pocatello made me really want to come back um, and find some way to practice um, some type of, you know, city design, urban design, and historic preservation. Um, and right about the time I was going to graduate from my uh, grad program, uh, this job opened up, so I took it. <laughs> nice. So, so did you buy a home in the historic uh, neighborhoods of Pocatello and turn it that, into a project? or that's, is that a still... that's a dream. I'm not there yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've heard, you know how many people I said that's a dream, and then when you talk to them, they're like, this dream became a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I've heard many of them. Yeah, well, um, back east, uh, I used to be a, a real estate uh, appraiser. Um, and that was back east. So I ran into a lot of people who had old, who purchased 
older homes for their love of the um, antique architecture. And uh, uh, some of them lost that appreciation over a little time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to keep that antique look um, is, is a little more costly. <laughs> it is, yeah. Very good. So do you guys, uh, I, I know uh, you're the liaison with the uh, uh, Historic Preservation Commission, but uh, you guys do some uh, events every uh, on a, around the calendar year. Uh, I know in October, you guys do the uh, cemetery tour. Is that correct? Yep, that's it. Do you have another one after that or no? Is that? Um, that's, that's our main fall event. Uh, we do also um, do two open houses per year, um, one for Veterans Day and the other for Memorial Day. Um, open houses of what? Uh, so this kind of goes into the project that we have, but uh, it open houses for the Brady Memorial Chapel, um, which is in the Mountain View Cemetery. Um, we're doing open houses because of um, we are in the thick and the thick of a campaign to restore and preserve that building. Oh, what what is the Brady Chapel? I don't think I'm familiar with that. So the Brady Chapel is uh, a meditation chapel um, that was built in the 1920s um, in honor of James H. Brady, who served as an Idaho State governor and U.S. Senator um, in the early 1900s. Um, and, and it's so, located in the cemetery? Yep, right at the entrance of the cemetery. Oh, okay, yep. okay. Yeah, and uh, so it's, it's about to turn 100 years old. And so um, this is our centennial campaign to, to restore and preserve the building um, for hopefully the next 100 years. Right on. So are you looking, are you soliciting uh, donations for that? Yes. Um, and so the events that you mentioned, they're, they're all geared towards um, seeking donations for, for this project. Uh, so we've got, we've got the, the, the annual scavenger hunt at the cemetery every October, um, the two open houses. And we have one more that we've done in the past called Stones to Stories. And it's, it's, at, the, it's at the cemetery um, and it just goes over the stories of people that are buried there um, oh, cool. where, you know, our, we have actors that, you know, dress up as these people and, and tell their story to, to people that are there. Neat. And, and so those are currently our four uh, events. Um, we're hoping to add more um, uh, prior to the 100 year anniversary of, of the chapel. Um, to, so, to you know hopefully get more people engaged and, and, and when is the, the next event so the next one is actually tomorrow veterans day um uh but uh then the one after that we haven't planned any other events in addition to so the next one would be memorial day okay so if someone's interested in helping uh or learning more about this uh restoration project for the brady chapel um, how can they get a hold of you? So information is on our website at pocatello.us. 
there's on the page. city on, on the city website. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, there's there's a page um, specifically for historic preservation, um, and we've got a little write up on there um, regarding the Brady Chapel and and ways to donate even on our on our website. Very cool. And if someone was interested in uh, pursuing a historic um, designation for the building, would that be the same way of getting uh, getting hold to you? Um, if they want to, if they want to register their own their own property, or you know, get the ball rolling, or even inquire mm -hmm. about how to get that done. Yeah, we 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 do it all the time. Um, so we have all the information that they would need to do that. Say and again at the city website, contact you. Very good. Yep. Well, Jim, I got our, our timer went off a minute ago or um, a little bit ago, and I appreciate this conversation. Uh, um, and thank you very much for being on our show today. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you so much. And uh -huh. so uh, closing that up, we want to remind people that this is uh, that they can check us out if they have questions about continuing education workforce training here at the College of Technology at ISU. They can check us out on our website at CETrain. Dot isu dot edu or you can call us at 28 um, we're going to start season three off right paul i'm going to get that phone number down you're going to get that phone number right uh, right uh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to do it i'm going to be good at this year sure yeah sure that's we can always set goals jim thank you for being on the show Thank, yes, thank you, you. Uh, and, and I appreciate the conversation we had today. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. Thank you.